What about Kid Rock? Cowboy, baby. Or the boot Ball with the ball, the ball, the baby. Is that a Kid Rock song? Ball with the ball. Well, I know when he did the cover of Sweet Home Alabama, and it was the most ridiculous thing I ever heard. Mm. Ridiculous in like the best way. Leonard Skinner does it better. It just moved me. Kid Rock really speaks to my I've always had a weird... A weird uh, hate and distaste for Kid Rock. Oh, yeah. I think most people do. Oh, okay. That's that's, that's normal. Josh is not normal. He's he's the trash of Detroit. Is he from Detroit? (laughs) Yes. He even knows where he's from. (laughs) Number one Josh, did you write like a research paper on Kid Rock in middle school? One. (laughs) (laughs) Like seven. (laughs) Throughout my life. It's recent as last month. <laughs> Just what he's been up to this last month. Yes. If you want to know, I will tell you. <laughs> oh my gosh. What has he been up to? Uh, he's recently divorced. No, he's not. Are you serious? I don't know. Oh, I was going to say, how do you know so much about Ken Rock? I don't even know if he's married. <laughs> he seems like a player. So I mean, not. if the lead singer of Nickelback can get married, then so can Kid Rock. Right? They're yeah. the same. Yikes. There's, they're the same person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they look the same. Just <laughs> one has a hat and glasses on. Cowboy, <laughs> Have you ever seen them in the same room together? Cowboy, baby. That needs to be y'all's new theme song. I Shelby feel singing that. From mile away. But more like mumbling it because she doesn't know all the words. This is a mistake. And today, this today. is <laughs> this is this was a mistake. I am Josh. I'm Martha Ellen. I'm Shelby. And today, and today, and today, <laughs> this is new. We're joined <laughs> by we're, we're joined by Tyler Dozier. Oh, and Tyler Dozier, tell us about yourself. Okay, yeah. Hey, my name is Tyler. I am a a uh, musician, um, a graphic designer. Um, I guess you could lump that in with artist. I think maybe the only difference is what amount of emotion you would put into something. Damn. Anyways. That was deep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do a lot of other really random things, but I would say probably at the base of everything, it's just music and art. That's awesome. Nice. At what age? <laughs> Did you start A, making music, and B, making art Okay, so in non-music form? In what music form? In no. non-music. Art, art in non-music Oh, art in... Oh, um, so with music, I cannot remember when I knew that I could sing. I just remember being really young and people in my family just being like, wow, she's really good at that. Um, and I started playing... Well, I guess my first instrument when I was really little was piano. Played that for a couple years. Learned to read sheet music. Um, And then I learned guitar when I was 16. I had a friend that was just like, hey, I really want to learn this. And she was like, cool, come over and I'll teach you. So she taught me how to read like um, chord charts. And she let me borrow one of her crappy guitars. And I played that thing every day and sang every day with it until I convinced my parents to buy me one. Um, and I still have that guitar that I bought, or that bought, they bought me, and I will never let it go, is my baby. 
um, with art, I, my school like did not do art classes. So I've never had like a traditional art class for anything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but my mom is a photographer. And so I guess just like growing up around that, you just get used to art in some format. And then I think I expressed interest in it when I was in middle school, I would start drawing things and I would start drawing like portraits of like my sister and I just draw really trippy weird stuff just with pencils at school and then I my parents got me paint because they're like oh she's good at this too so they got me some acrylic paints but I suck with acrylic paints and so (laughs) I I was always like oh painting is not for me yeah and then I discovered watercolors and I was like oh man this is awesome I love it um and um just kind of did art on and off Tapped into some other forms of art, like bookbinding, um, sewing, and knitting, and just kind of anything I could get my hands on to make stuff out of. Um, but then when I when I moved to Birmingham, I was in school and I ended up doing a graphic design program, and that's when I, which I didn't think that I would like graphic design because I was like, oh no, like I I do organic art. And then I started learning graphic design and I was like, oh man, this is the best thing ever. Like this is so much more fulfilling than I thought it was going to be. And I actually don't mind being in front of a computer screen all day. So that's where I really got my basics with like my tools with Illustrator. And then I I interned with some designers here in Birmingham and kind of got started more with freelance. So yeah. I learned so much with them and got some good opportunities out of it. And then aside from that, I do photography too. And I, I kind of got into that when I was um, like, I think I was 18 or 19. I was going to drop some dollars on a good camera. And I was like, okay, if I'm going to spend this much money, I'm going to learn how to use it. Makes sense. And so I did. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, was not going to waste my money. But yeah, um. So I guess these were things that I've just known about myself since I was a kid. And just in the more recent years, they've developed uh, more into something that I think I realized I could actually make money off of them and mm-hmm. do them for a living and be taken seriously. I think for a long time, I didn't think that it could amount to anything. Right. So. That's cool. What... um What's something that really like inspires you and inspires your work, both musically and in your other art forms? I think it's just like 100% emotions all the time. Because, well, the zine that I just recently did stemmed from me being frustrated by like being asked the same questions all the time and kind of just wondering if anyone else felt the same way. So the zine and the art stemmed from agitation Mm. and then um a lot of my songs stem from FOMO like a I have I have like chronic FOMO (laughs) um and general anger towards a specific person or a specific um thing that's happening um no I know my mom listens to this (laughs) <laughs> so FOMO means oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man I totally yeah fear of missing out yeah the fear of missing out <laughs> feeling like everyone's having fun and you didn't get invited 
It's for you, even Lisa. If, yeah, even if you don't know explicitly that people are doing fun things at the moment, you're like, oh, they're probably all doing something and I'm not there and they don't like me and they didn't invite me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I get that a lot. Same. Um, yeah, it sucks. It's, and I feel yeah. like I get it just even there's not even anything going on exactly i'm just like i just want to be there in case something happens yeah i feel like that's attributed to me being such a night owl too because i feel like if i go to bed too early i'm like the whole world is still awake and alive and i'm missing it it doesn't i don't even have to actually be doing anything or going anywhere Mm -hmm. but i'll stay up until one or two in the morning every single night yeah just to make sure that didn't miss out on anything but then 1 a.m or 12 a.m rolls around and i realize no like everyone's actually asleep right now i should just go to sleep yeah same so, yeah, FOMO is really dumb. Anxiety sucks, but it's cool that you're channeling. Yeah, that. yeah, Getting exactly. Back to the point. And that's the thing is like with my songs, they they've always been a way for me to like process how I'm feeling towards a person mm-hmm. or a circumstance, and in ways like start to heal from it and start to just get over it. Some of them, I'm you know, they take a while to get over. Um, yeah it's all it's all emotion and then with art like sometimes i'll just see really good colors and i'm like holy crap that looks awesome (laughs) i'm gonna mix something with that that's cool your art i feel like has a really distinct i don't know i can tell when something is yours i love how a lot of times you leave room for like the person's creativity to kind of fill in the rest it's Mm -hmm. very a lot of things are very minimalistic. Yeah. Very simplistic. Yeah. But it has a punch to it. Like your zine is amazing. I love it. Um, just how you have this kind of androgynous face. Mm-hmm. And, but there's just subtle differences on each person yeah. and it evokes different emotions, even when you're looking at something that's so similar. Yeah. And, that was a fun thing with the zine. I started to realize I was illustrating women's faces and they looked very masculine. Mm-hmm. But I think that's just when it comes down to it, it's more about illustrating the expression, yeah. like catching yeah. the emotion than it is sh- like proving that it's a man or a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I mean, emotions are uh, universal. Unisex, so. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like such a dork but they really are and yeah i mean we could get into toxic masculinity but we won't anyways um it's probably smart <laughs> sorry josh i'm a um, man <laughs> you are a man um but yeah with the minimalism with the with the design actually has kind of been a a learning curve for mm-hmm. me because mm-hmm. i noticed when i started doing when i started doing design in school I didn't know how to use color and I would just say like I would kind of cover it up and excuse it and be like oh no 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 no. it's not that I don't know how to use color it's just that I choose not to because Mm -hmm. I like black and white better it's just cleaner it just looks better yeah yeah but then I started to realize like no you love color you love looking at color you just don't know how to pair it together you don't know how to use it Mm -hmm. yet and so even this zine was a really good stretch for learning how to use color. And I think the more that I like got into um, like mid-century modern type stuff like that, it just, they use color so well, like mod art where it's just like primary colors. Mm -hmm. Dude, if I see something with primary colors on it, I lose my shit. (laughs) It's beautiful and it's so simple, but it's just, I mean, there's a reason why they're primary. Like they're just, I don't know. So, yeah, I had to kind of like really work on 
um, using color, but also like the minimalism is a little bit stylistic, but also I think that I'm still learning how to use, I don't know, what's the opposite of minimalism? Like, you know, putting details into things and putting more textures and, and, you know, objects and, um, so I'm still growing in that too, but Hey, I might end up trying that out and realizing it's not my style yeah, yeah, and it's not my forte, but like that loft show poster that I did, that was like the most fun thing ever because I used so so many colors and I got to use like so many different, I mean, kind of objects and yeah, it's one of my favorite things that I've done. Um, so while I love that, like I can do minimal things that stand alone and express what they like, you know, they express what they need to express without saying too much. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely think I have room for growth. Well, I think that you're just really at the beginning of your career in uh, a yeah. lot of ways. And I think that it's going to show. And I think what you're doing now is impactful and it'll just continue to grow from there. Yeah. And it's cool that something that you have a passion for can grow with you and that, you're always pushing yourself to learn more and to create more and to push yourself beyond your comfort zone. Yeah. I'm, I'm super stoked. I feel like even just with this zine, with the way that I've illustrated the faces and the kind of like style that I've created with it, Mm. I'm, yeah, I kind of feel like I finally found like an illustrative niche and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> I'm excited to see where yeah. you go. Yeah. Your I've, I've had some ideas for some more posters and, um, yeah, I hope I, that I can get asked to do some more posters cause I, yeah, yeah, I'm really cool. excited. <laughs> so well. if I learn one thing from my grandparents, you can only do one thing. So are you going to do design or music? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's funny. My grandma keeps telling me the same thing. <laughs> my grandmother's like 95 or 96 years old and she's just from a completely different time but she is very stubborn and strong-willed and she I feel like she just kind of believes what she wants to believe about me and my sister and what we do mm-hmm. and so my sister is um well she just finished up grad school for clinical psychology right now she's working in testing um but my grandmother keeps telling everyone that she's like a doctor, you know, like she's a, like a medical doctor. <laughs> she's like, grandma, no, like I'm in psychology. Like, you know, this, you know, this we've talked, we've talked about this. And, yeah. she, and so she just tells people what she wants to tell mm-hmm. people. And so my sister was visiting her, um, one weekend and it was actually the weekend that the loft show had their charity event that I was playing at. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was sending my sister videos that people had taken of me playing to show my grandmother, like, oh, this is Tyler. This is what her music sounds like. Here she is performing for people. Isn't that so exciting? Yeah. And my grandmother looks down at it, and she's just like, she said, oh, she's not singing with the orchestra. (laughs) 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 And my sister was like, no, Grandma, like, she... Like, she's a singer-songwriter. Like, she, it, it's it's different kind of music. And she's like, oh, I thought she was singing with a company. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess back in her day, if you were a singer, you were part of a company. Right. And I was like, that's hilarious that she thinks that. But, wow, she must be really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> but then also, my grandmother said, maybe somebody will see her playing there and give her a full-time job. <laughs> Aww. 
was like, does she not know that I already have a full time I'm not hurting to like pay my bills. This is fine. I'm doing what I want to do. And my grandmother just is like, does not understand. It's it's so funny. so funny. She's so lost in her own world. It's so interesting the disconnect between like our generation and even like our parents' generation. Mm-hmm. Like there are a couple topics I don't discuss with my dad Mm-mm. on a regular basis. <laughs> and no. one of them is m- my job situation, oh. which once I started sewing and doing more like alterations and tailoring, he could kind of put that in a box and be right. like, I have to get my clothes tailored. Someone's got to do it. My daughter can do it. So it made sense yeah. in his mind, but when it comes to any form of art and so far, none of his kids have traditional jobs and he's got five of them. Uh, so, none um, of you guys, huh? None of you guys. No, I didn't know that. I mean, I work for myself. I sew, and then I work for my mom every now and then. And then, mm. and Claire does video editing. Oh, that's And Francis cool. does video, um, Videography. Videography. She does more of the filming side and the directing, and then Claire does more of the editing. They both, they both like, they work with each other a lot Mm. and they kind of go back and forth. Um, But my mom employs them a lot because she has big, grand ideas. But they get like other jobs too. But my dad just doesn't really talk about our work situations with anyone except for the ones who haven't entered the workforce yet i.e. my sister Elizabeth, who might be the most successful of all of us. And your brother? Until my brother graduates from college. Um, He's definitely going to be the most successful. But all that to say, it's interesting talking with the generation before us about working from a place of passion instead of a place of security. And like that's something that I think about a lot because I can go and – well, I say this, it's probably not, it's not that easy, but I can go and I can look to try and find a job that has health insurance and benefits and Mm -hmm. all those things, which is great. Really good. Yeah. Awesome. And I have to pay all that myself. Um, but I had that and the amount of joy and peace and just like, just the amount of happiness that I have now doing what I'm doing and making way less money is worth it for me. Yeah. And my dad can't understand that. He asked me every now and then, he's like, wouldn't you rather have like a steady paycheck where you know how much you're getting every month? And I was like, well, yeah, that would be stupid not to want that, mm-hmm. but I'm making it. And I just kind of have faith that every month it'll be okay. And it has been for the last almost two years. So I don't know. I just think about that a lot. And I see my parents on a very regular basis. And it's just kind of a constant reminder of like, I'm seeking out work versus work just being given to me a lot. And that's a different factor to it. But anyway, yeah, generational differences are very interesting. Yeah, I've I've found myself having to prove myself to my family on a, a lot of occasions. Whenever I um, chosen the graphic design route, my mom was like not happy. Mm-hmm. She was like, "You're not gonna make money." Yeah. Um, but that's like a that's a whole other story. But I mean, obviously, you know, you can be the kind of person that takes that kind of language and turns it into fuel to be the yeah. best at what yeah. you do. So. Yeah. Um, talk about your music. 
Okay. As a musician, I have uh, it's kind of like an it's kind of like an alter ego. It's like my Sasha Fierce, mm. but it's Lady Dan. I basically have taken my dad's name mm. so that in some form my music can kind of like his his spirit lives on through me doing what I know he really wanted me to do. Yeah. And it's something I really want to do too. Um, but yeah, so about a year ago, a little over a year ago, I started writing songs that I was actually really proud of. Um, and I think that's when I really started processing things through music. And that's probably a big reason why I was so proud of them. Um, just really, really honest songs <laughs> about some really difficult situations, difficult people, mm-hmm. difficult self. <laughs> I read yeah. about myself being difficult um, and problematic. But um, yeah, so I just started writing things that I actually really liked. And then I became friends with this girl who also write, like wrote songs that she really liked. And we're like, we should play these somewhere instead of just for each other. And so we started doing these open mic nights and that was really fun for a while. She actually um, won the whole like several month competition and all this stuff. She's just like a adorable person that everyone just gravitates towards. But, um, But yeah, so we started playing music together and she would push me to do it and I'd push her to do it. And, um, which is, I think that's awesome. Like if you can find someone who is kind of running on the same ground as you and like, you guys can just encourage each other to be braver and like be more honest and work hard than dude, that's a good friend to have. And also like, you'll actually get stuff done. Yeah. Um, yeah. So played a couple gigs this year with my songs and then um, I had someone ask me if I wanted to ever record any of my stuff, which sounds like I shouldn't have had to have been asked. I feel like I should have pursued it. Yeah. But I think sometimes you just need those moments. It's crazy what, that you got sought out. Yeah. Like, well, I think I needed that. to your character. Yeah, because like, I, I think confidence. a big part of my problem was like, I don't like I like my music and I like the way that it sounds but I don't expect anyone else to. Mm. And so when someone asked if they could record it, it was like, okay, like people maybe do care about my music yeah, and do want to hear it. And so I recorded with him for a little while, but he got really piled down with projects. And so I had to just kind of drop the project. Um, we didn't get super far, so it wasn't like a huge loss or anything. Um, and then my friend, my friend Sarah started recording her EP um, at this studio here in, in Birmingham called Four Bird Studio. Um, and the producer is Brandon Snipes. He does his own music too. He's awesome. Um, but he recorded her EP and I got to hear it and I got to sing on it with her and started hearing what he was coming up with. And I was like, this is actually really good. And I like what he's doing with her stuff. So I decided to reach out and be like, hey, what do you think about recording some songs together and he was super on board and so I was like let me email you some logistics and then I kind of gathered up whatever songs I wanted to do I honestly like I have enough material that I could do a full-length album if I wanted to but I don't think it would be wise to yeah um 
just because who knows how many more songs I can write in the next year that actually would be better to put on something like that. So I'm just kind of starting with a five song EP and it's actually my like earlier stuff. Um, And there are some newer songs on there, but they're more Americana Mm -hmm. indie folk. Mm -hmm. Um, I've got one song that's like a super cowboy ballad (laughs) (laughs) and then, you know, some that are a little more alternative, but um, yeah, we just decided to start there. And so we're almost done recording. It's kind of hard with everything else that I've got going on to find time and to, you know, adjust three people's schedules to get together. I've got um, Seth Brown from Lady Legs helping me on this album and Rami Niradini. Um, who from plays, everything. Yeah, I mean, he <laughs> yeah he plays with people all the time. Yeah. Um, he had a band. What was it? Future Elevators. Future Elevators. Um, he's, I mean, they're both just like absolutely incredible musicians. Seth has the ability to hear things that aren't there yet, which I really yeah. needed. Mm. Um, he's really good with harmonies. Seth is one of the most like naturally gifted oh my musically. God. And he's it's, so, he's so normal about it. He's yeah. just is like he tall one or is he the mullet one? He's tall a tall one. one. Tall one. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> I feel like normally musicians that are good know they're good and they're like dicks about it. Yeah. But Seth is just super like, it's just part of who he is. That's second, okay. second yeah. nature. Um, but yeah, it's been a lot of fun recording and I'm I'm really excited to get this music out. I think probably my next project will be something along more along the lines of like um like indie bedroom pop kind of stuff like that just because I, like I also really like rock and roll. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. Um so do you have a projected release date? Ideally, here's what I'd like to do. Okay. I'd love to have a single out mm-hmm. um, by November. Cool. I'd love to have a second single out by December. Mm. And I'd love to have it all out in January. Nice. Um, yeah, timelines are funny. You think you can get things done a lot faster than you can. Yeah. And then you realize like, oh, maybe I'll push this back a whole month because yeah. everything yeah. just takes longer than you think. Um, but yeah, I've actually been able to collaborate with a lot of really cool people for this. I've asked, um, I've asked some artists to like work with me on album cover art and EP cover art. And yeah, it's really cool to be able to invite other people into what you're doing. Yeah. And honestly, like it wouldn't be as good if I didn't. Yeah. Cause I mean, I was talking to my sister about it and I was like, I think I'm going to hire this person for this cover. And she's like, well, why don't you just do the art yourself? And I was like, I mean, I could do that, but I don't want to do that. And maybe I will one day, but maybe something someone else could do could be better than what I could think to do. Yeah. Yeah. So. And you can create it all. Exactly. And it's just nice to be able to credit someone on something and say, like, they were part of this, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah, I love collaboration just because, I don't know, it's, there's that there's that community within mm-hmm. yeah. what you're doing meets what they're doing. And I don't know, I just like being proud of people. So, yeah. yeah. 
just using just using people <laughs> paying them are. good money to Use use them, them. <laughs> well do you have any mistakes so i would say with my professional life um the biggest mistake that i made was allowing people to influence me yeah. mm. negatively yeah. so like i just had a lot of people in my life that for for whatever motive they had wanted to tell me that I couldn't do it that I wasn't ever going to be the best so why try mm-hmm. um couldn't be good enough wasn't going to make money um just not going to get anywhere or just like that's dumb why would you do that or like just with art that I would make people would just be like that's not as meaningful as you think it is or I don't know just just bad people So I think the mistake was, um, like allowing that to control me and keep me from just going for it. Cause I feel like just in the past year I've learned how to just go for it. Yeah. Um, and a big part of that has been cutting out the people that have told me I couldn't and Mm -hmm. making friends with the people who told me you definitely should. Yeah. So yeah, professional mistake listening to a bunch of jackweeds <laughs> <laughs> tell me what to do. But yeah, yeah. would you say that like is what fueled you forward to like want to do things more? Oh, I do so much in spite of people. <laughs> <laughs> would you say you're the Michael Jordan of your generation? I am. <laughs> I am the Michael I'm the Michael Jordan of my small white girl generation. <laughs> Speaking of like the food, like people like kind of discouraging you and telling you can't feeling you forward but then people telling you you can is what like encourages you mm-hmm. but like it is like people believing in you sometimes mm-hmm. is like bigger and better mm-hmm. than you believing in yourself because it's someone outside of you seeing yeah. things that you're like okay i see this too but i just wasn't sure and yeah. so that's awesome to have people around you that yeah spur you on and i think it's really important in the artistic community or just in community in general just to have like there's people in your life here who's like spurring you on. Yeah, absolutely. No matter what it is. In like the most non like cheesy way, like yeah. Yeah. <laughs> rooting for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. And the interesting thing was too, that the people who were discouraging me the most were the people who were the closest to me and claimed to love me the most. Mm. And so I feel like that can have a really damaging effect. And I feel like maybe that's yeah. why it took me so many years of sure. detoxing those relationships to finally, cause I'm getting to the point now I'll tell my friend, my friends love me and they believe in me, but I'll tell them <laughs> like, I believe in myself more than I believe in anybody else at this point. Yeah. Just because I think, you know, just through experiences in life, you kind of learn that like you are the most reliable person in your life. doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. Um, and Yeah. You just, and also, you know, if you want to go after things that are as terrifying as art and music, you gotta, you gotta love yourself. Yeah. You gotta believe in yourself. So true. So, yeah. Weird. But on the, on the other hand, you gotta have community too. You gotta have friends that believe in you. Yeah. Cause you're going to have days where you don't believe in yourself. Yeah. True. Word. <laughs> So, okay, what about a more, like, lighthearted, funny mistake? I'm so excited about this one because yeah. I said I wasn't going to tell you, and I get to tell you. Oh, yay. <laughs> I've been waiting for this for months. So my – I don't know if I want to go ahead and preface the story and then give the details or just give the details and just let it happen. Just let, let it happen. happen. Okay, I'm going to let it happen. <laughs> okay, so 
the year was 2018. <laughs> no. So this year. year. <laughs> this is far too recent that I'd like to admit. Um, okay, so mm, past couple of, of years on my birthday, I haven't had like the best birthday ever. So I like to express that to my friends before, like when my birthday is rolling around just to make sure that like it's good. they let me know that they love me. Because yeah. that's all I ever want for my birthday is just for my friends to be in the same room and to like just feel valued yeah, and appreciated. It? Yeah. yeah. It's um, like you don't want to like feel like vain being like, it's my birthday. Right. What do you do? But yeah. also it's like, it's my birthday. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So having the good friend that I had, Sarah knew that like, I didn't want to talk about it and I didn't want to plan anything for myself. So she just took care of everything for me. Cool. Um, so she's like, yeah. So for your birthday, we're going to go to Parkside at uh, 8 o'clock. And I need that. I'm going to, she's like, I'm going to bring you a cake. What kind of cake do you want? Um, and she's like, and I'm going to make a Facebook page and just invite all of our friends. And so I was like, cool, that sounds incredible. I can't wait to do nothing and just be there. <laughs> and so 8 o'clock rolls around. Some friends are already there. Um, <laughs> I'm just like really excited because I'm seeing people that I know and I love and we're just like chilling and then we decide to move into the back bar room where it's like this tiny little cottage with tables and stuff and nice and toasty yeah and then sarah is like okay are you ready for cake and i'm already like a couple beers in i'm just really like stoked for my birthday i'm just like hitting it hard it's not my 21st by the way so i had no excuse (laughs) so you are an experienced drinker (laughs) yeah so (laughs) every day (laughs) so sarah is like okay time for cake i'm gonna go get it and see if the bar will let me bring it in so she goes and gets it they're like yeah i can tell you whatever so put it on the table and they're like lighting the candles and i actually have a video of this so i'm like leaning way over the candles mm-hmm. and they're like they won't light i think there were sparkler candles and they like will not catch and then they finally catch and then i realize my face is way too close to the cake <laughs> oh, and so no. i just like throw my body back and scream and i think a couple other the people candle screamed. also like was really intense it, it was like yeah. shot up or something it like, did it totally it was did right and the somebody, whole room turned around yeah yeah it, mainly because of your scream oh, but yeah that. <laughs> <laughs> well i was you know kind of already intoxicated so everything was extra dramatic sure. and so someone had a video of it it was really funny that's not my mistake it was almost a mistake because i could have lost my eyebrows sure which who you know eyebrows are important they are <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah we're just sitting there like eating cake and it's like this really good chocolate cake mm-hmm. and then i go up to the bar and one of my friends is like hey it's your birthday at this point i haven't paid for any of my drinks you know it's your birthday and you've got a lot of good friends you're getting a lot of free drinks and everybody yeah. wants to get me one and i'm like i can't drink this much i don't know <laughs> what to do and so my friend at the bar is like okay let me let me buy us tequila shots i'm like okay cool I feel like I should have known better because tequila never ends well for me. But I take the shot and I'm like, awesome. That was great. Super fun. Then I go to the inside bar, the main part of the bar. And another friend is like, oh, yeah, it's your birthday. Let me buy you a shot. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. And he's like, two shots of whiskey. And I'm like, oh, that's a, a little whiskey. <laughs> 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 so we take the shot. And he's like, happy birthday. And then I think another friend comes and like buys me a beer. And so I was like sitting there drinking beer and then a couple, a couple of friends, um, kind of like, and at this point there's, it's like, it's like nine, nine fifteen. 
We got there at eight. It's not even that late. Oh, not even all my friends have showed up yet. And I'm sitting at this table and we got two of my best friends beside me and my head's just kind of starting to like sink a little bit and like it's getting really close to the table and I'm like leaning on them and my friend Sarah looks at me and she knows me. She's taking care of me too much. Um, she just looks at me and she's like, hey, Tyler, do you need to go outside? I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I can't talk and I'm drunk. I'm <laughs> pathetic. And she goes, are you going to throw up? And I'm like, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like, okay. So she takes me outside and her car is parked across the street and across the street. She's like parked on the curb. So like on the other side of her car, it's just like the dark Avondale park. Right. And I get over to that side of the car and just throw up all in the grass, just puke everywhere cake yeah i mean i and it, it was a waste eating anything that night and then i'm like oh my god i have to pee so bad so i just like drop trowel and lean up against her car and just pee probably right where i puked yeah. this is not my finest moment this is just my birthday and then pee and then i'm like man I'm like so tired and so i lay down on the grass right next to it and i'm just oh. like this is the most comfortable spot i think i've ever felt in my life i'm just yeah. gonna sleep here and then sarah comes around the other side of the car and she's like tyler you have to get up like you gotta get up we're we're going home and i was like okay at this point i'm just like i just want to be comfortable so she puts me in the car she takes me to my house. She takes my shoes off and she puts me in the bed and I go to bed. And then the next morning I wake up and I'm like, oh yeah, yesterday was my birthday. <laughs> I wonder if any more friends came. I should thank them for coming to my birthday party that I missed. <laughs> it wasn't even at my own birthday party. So I wake up and I call Sarah and I'm like, Sarah, what happened? <laughs> and she's like, girl, you went to bed. And I was like, I know. Who came? I need to thank them for coming. <laughs> and she's like, well, this friend showed up and this friend and this friend. And they were all like, where's Tyler? And I was just like, well, she's already at home in bed. She drank too fast. <laughs> and so that was the story about how I missed my own birthday party <laughs> that I cared so much to have. Did so, you yeah. have a good time? Oh, God. I will not be doing that next year. <laughs> I would have much rather... See, at that point, I wasn't very good at pacing myself. Mm. I, I, I learned to pace myself on Cinco de Mayo. Yeah? That yeah, was it was the first one I paced myself, and I was just like, I feel great, and I'm not sick. Mm. So, yeah. I've gotten sick a lot. I'm also a super lightweight. Like, I could drink one beer, and I'm like, good to go. <laughs> Which is great. It's inexpensive, but it's dangerous. Yeah. Especially yeah. after three shots and a couple beers right? and cake. Different and alcohol. Lots of sugar. I was on the other side of that. You were... I was there next to you the whole time. Yeah, you I watched me throw up. I you peeing. Oh, damn. <laughs> um, Sorry. I, <laughs> it, your loss yeah it was the show but i was still in the back bar and you had left because you had to go to the bathroom or something and you got stuck at the front bar because someone bought me a shot yeah <laughs> well you just stayed up there and one by one everyone kept leaving the back bar and i it was the last one at the table and everyone's plates were there the cake was there purses Jeez. were there like i was like i can't leave all this stuff so i start like cleaning up and packing up the cake and everything. And I bring it to the, the front. The truly reliable friend. <laughs> I bring it to the front and I was like, Sarah, where's Tyler? She goes, she's already really drunk. And you're like sitting at the bar. And I come up and I give you a hug and you're like, hey. 
<laughs> I'm like, what you drinking? I think you were drinking whiskey at this point, oh, like no. sipping on whiskey. Oh God, no! <laughs> because Bad. you're like, somebody just bought me some shots. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds a lot like Uncle Beer Can. <laughs> yes, that's exactly what happened, Martha. Yeah. I'm surprised and I still remember it. We sat down at the table <laughs> and. I think you fell asleep at the table. I was starting to. That's why Sarah was yeah. like, we got to go. <laughs> and then y'all walked outside and I grabbed everything else. And it's like and 930. And out yeah. and you're laying on the grass. Yeah. And Sarah oh, was trying to. Funny. She saw everything. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah was trying to get the keys or something. She had to leave or go to the bathroom. I don't remember, but she left us. And you. I remember it just being and me and I'm you. just like, we're sitting on the grass, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. And you are not speaking. I don't like and to speak at all. And I think you're even half asleep because Sarah and I have to like lift you. Yes. I can't put walk you in the I'm car. <laughs> Sarah like picked your feet up and put it. In I remember that. Car. Oh my God. Y'all I'm so useless. <laughs> <laughs> At least I didn't pee my pants, you know, True. big girl stuff. Yeah. That's right. You're a big you thought girl. ahead. <laughs> you should I be proud my, of yourself. I wore my pull-ups. <laughs> It's my birthday. <laughs> birthday pull-ups. Ready yeah. for a good night? Golly, I've yeah. Man, I've done I've done you a know, lot of dumb things. There. I mean, that was that was a good mistake, but uh, phew, I could tell you guys some more stories. They're not all alcohol stories, just me being a dumbass. Yeah. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> we all are. You're moving soon. Yeah. It's gonna be a big moving away party. Is there? That's, you planning something? No, that's what I've heard you tell me. <laughs> oh, I said that? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you also said, I need to see if they're still doing that. <laughs> yeah, no, that, and I still am not sure. <laughs> I'll ask them tomorrow. But yeah, they're supposed to be going away party. I'll invite you guys on Facebook, so keep an eye out. I <laughs> Maybe send a text. Too. Yeah, I'll send a Check your text. Facebook. But yeah, um, yeah, I think it's something like 24 <laughs> I'm trying to sound casual like I haven't been counting the days down. I'm like, mm, it's about exactly 24 days from now. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm moving uh, on October 19th to Austin, Texas um, for God knows how long, for God knows what, but <laughs> I'm really excited. And yeah, I'm really excited about their music culture and their art culture. I'm hoping that it won't be super hard to make friends because I don't know anyone. Yeah. I've never yeah. been to Texas. Um, I feel like you're going to thrive, honestly. I hope that's the truth. I hope that I can get there and make the right friends and make a lot of art and make a lot of music. Yeah, that's the goal. That's definitely my yeah. goal. I feel like Birmingham has been a place for you to like figure out your interests and like what you're good at and like kind of start things to like yeah. plant a seed and i feel like yeah. austin's gonna kind of water that seed sure. that's exactly um, what birmingham has been yeah because i feel like you're stunted here yeah i definitely like selfishly want you to stay yeah. forever when i was deciding to move it was definitely <laughs> like i think i've done the growing that i can do here yeah not to say that i couldn't come back and do more growing yeah but i think for this season i think it it's it's a good thing that i'm trying something terrifyingly new yeah. So hope that's not a big mistake. <laughs> we'll have you back and you can yeah. tell us later. Yeah, I'll tell you guys all about how moving to Austin was a shit show. <laughs> no, it's gonna nah. be a I'll come I'm gonna come back a real cowboy. Oh <laughs> have you guys seen that vine? 
He loves vines. I hear this on the reg daily. Have you seen that vine? No. If I'm... Tyler had a quote, it would be that. Have you seen that vine? There's this vine of these old men at like a kids park and they have <laughs> kids park and there's this like big like metal pole with like a round thing on it that spins yes and they're grabbing onto it there's this one scene with this old man he's just standing there he goes i want to be a real cowboy and then it cuts to a scene of him swinging around with his freaking legs <laughs> out and he goes i want to be a real cowboy <laughs> <laughs> and um you know, if that doesn't inspire me on a daily basis, I don't know what does. <laughs> What's my inspiration for my art? Big inspiration for the move. Yeah. <laughs> that was the deciding factor. Yep. <laughs> Cowboys. Actually, if I don't get, if I don't get um, the culture I'm seeking of like Americana Western cowboy crap everywhere, I'm going to be really disappointed because... I really like cowboy stuff. I think you will, but I think it's going to be all in Technicolor. Like, oh, it's yeah. not going to be the typical Texas Americana that you're expecting. Mm-hmm. I think not it's going to be yeah. the weirdest, wackiest yeah. version. It's going to is... be like Lady Gaga made an album yes. with Western yes. songs in it. Yes. Guys, it's really good. I recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone listen to the song John Wayne. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> Have you heard uh, She Thinks My Tractor is Sexy? <laughs> um, who's that by? Uh, one of the Keiths. <laughs> Toby Keith or Keith Urban. Oh, I don't know. There's a lot of Keiths out there. Um, it's probably by neither of them. I've definitely heard the title of that song. I can't say I've heard it. I'm more of like a Shania Twain, 1990s kind of gal. You know, yeah. that don't mm-hmm. impress me much. Or, you know, I feel like a woman. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to plug? I'll be moving to Austin in over two weeks. So if you want to tell me where to eat and what to drink and who to hang out with, if you live there and you're not weird, just kidding. Austin is weird. I like weird. Let's be weird. Let's be friends. Um, also, yeah, if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's Uncle Beer Can. That is where I post about everything. I post about when I'm having art shows. I post about when I'm making stuff. I post about music. Um... And I just am really dumb on Instagram, and sometimes that can be entertaining. So if you want to watch me make a fool of myself, also a good pl- like good place to go. Um, but yeah, when I start releasing music, I will um, definitely be using Instagram as my main medium. Media, yeah, to to let people know what's up. So Uncle Beer Can, spelled just like it sounds. Yep. <laughs> Do you have a website? I do have a website. Thanks for reminding me. I forget all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, still play the Squarespace bill every month, but um, it's just tylerdozier.com. T-Y-L-E-R-D-O-Z-I-E-R. Um, I put a lot of my uh, graphic work and photography work on there. Um, when I start releasing music, I'll probably make a separate website under Lady Dan. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for now, just tylerdozier.com. Nice. Yeah. Also, I I... Always have prints for sale. I don't super promote it a lot, but if there's anything, you know, film or graphic work that anybody likes that they want to hang in their house, hit me up. I'm not expensive, and I have a pretty quick turnaround. So, yeah. Thanks, Tyler, for being on. Yeah. Thanks. You guys have a really nice place. I've never been here before. Oh, how's (laughs) that? Oh. Josh, I'm selling a, a queen mattress topper if you'd like it. Oh. Yeah, yeah it's uh, memory foam. He needs foam. it. 
I could probably use it. My butt feels like you could use it. (laughs) Damn. Piper's like, who needs it? (laughs) She's never complained before. (laughs) She doesn't speak English. Bye. Bye. This is a mistake. I mean, it's probably just something she wants to pretend didn't happen. Yeah. She's like, that's the other guy on the podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's